0: All right, take two. Hopefully Axel doesn't get all crazy now. Uh, Important video. Really, if you've been following any of my material ever over the last couple of years, and if you are wanting more insight about long-term ketogenic eating or whether or not you're going to actually undertake keto as a uh, lifestyle, or if you're thinking about doing the diet, you've done the diet, it hasn't worked for you, there's just so many ways we could discuss this ketogenic world or even now i consider really almost the same thing in this carnivore world although obviously it's not because you can do a plant-based ketogenic diet and i think that's what i did in the beginning uh very successfully i mean still had a little bit of meat but very plant heavy i mean very plant heavy lots of nuts lots of oils lots of butter lots of avocado lots of salads and uh with with tons of success so i'm gonna just dive right in there right now i'm gonna go right in this is my like five year later reflection video of ketogenic eating, my thoughts, my experiences, mostly my experiences, and what it means for the future. So if you followed any of my material uh, very early on, you know, where I kind of adopted my hashtag, The Keto Cairo, and I hope I'm still the only person using that, it was because the ketogenic diet did, you know, in effect really impact my life to the point that i go as so far as to say save my life and i really say that because i am very prone to having um uh, uh, unstable blood sugar it's not it's not ever like you know dangerously high that i've ever experienced and what i mean is you know i've worn a continued glucose monitor for i think like a 9 or 11 days before it fell off of what was going to be like a 14-day trial and it was one of the best things I ever did because I got to see that like when I eat a candy bar as an example, one Snickers for me puts my blood sugar right around two hundred, you know, about two hours, you know, post perennial, like so post after, you know, eating. Uh, that's too high for somebody like me. Like, you know, that's the reason why all this insulin, you know, comes to combat like this high blood sugar in my body and my muscles and or, you know, fat, you know, whatever aren't Utilizing it appropriately and I become tired lethargic. I put on weight very easy um, You know, I break out hives pimples uh, You know energy levels I get numbness and tingling in my feet I get uh, Ridiculous bathroom habits in terms of frequent urination and irritable bowel. So there you go. I mean, like if, if you're just tuning in now to this channel That's a big part of my history and why I went keto because no other type of diet and or Whole 30 and or carbohydrate balance type of, you know, uh, 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 diet plan or nutrition plan ever really worked for me. The closest I ever came to feeling really good was doing a paleo diet uh, with very modified, you know, amounts of carbohydrates and sweet potato. And that, by the way, even when I was keto, I would still have sweet potato in the allotted amount of Grams of carbs a day, whatever that number is now. I I can't even think I mean within that, you know 10% of carbohydrates a day They were coming strictly from Sweet potato because other than a little bit of fruit like I mean berries post-workout I don't I didn't consume other carbohydrates So anything that would be in the form of a carbohydrate would have been in the form of glycogen stores and you know from from protein and protein breakdown as opposed to doing like legitimately 60 to 70% of my calories coming from predominantly fat sources. Um, Let's just say this, it healed my gut. I had no irritable bowel during the time that I was on keto strict for, you know, nearly two years. I became uh, the opposite of lactose intolerance, actually. I could drink milk, I could have cheese that I would have never been able to consume before. I basically fixed any and all remnants of of things like leaky gut or symptoms like irritable bowel again. I mean, not the same thing, but feel me here. Uh, You know, I had no gluten, no bread, and I did really well. Uh, I was probably about, if I had to guess, you know, about seven to eight percent body fat. Uh, There is like one picture of me online from a before and after. I don't know, like if anyone really wants it shared, I mean, you can ask, but I, I have it somewhere in this Instagram feed on like an IGTV. And I mean, I am. Uh, I, you know, I was really lean. Where I started having problems uh, within the two-year period was when I started to get frequent urination again. But it was a little bit different. It was more like a lot of pressure, just tons of pressure built up around the bladder and or, and/or ureters, in particular, this right ureter. And uh, you know, after having every kind of scan and 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 and. and uh, test you could think of uh, at urologists. I mean, there was nothing to be seen. Uh, Nothing came up on blood work except for the fact that I had uh, probably some severe dehydration, high creatinine levels, uh, electrolytes, you know, depletion, so to speak. Uh, That was at least what was told to me by the medical doctors was, you know, you're, you're really dehydrated, you know, drink some more fluids, make sure you're staying hydrated, you know, stop doing so much coffee, you know, those kinds of things. And lo and behold, when I started incorporating a little bit more Carbohydrates into my diet, I started to have less symptoms in the, the bladder, uh, you know, which is you know counterintuitive to my thinking because you know it was the carbohydrates and the high blood glucose that gave me those you know pre-diabetic symptoms uh, years ago. But in actuality, you know, it's kind of like that find balance. And that and and the video synopsis here is not finding balance in your diet, the video. Is say you are like me and don't do well with carbohydrates. You know, like I said, I, I break out with too many carbohydrates. Certain carbohydrates, I mean, it's very instant. I could fall asleep in the in, in the snap of a finger. Blood sugar fluctuations, insulin problems, all these hormonal imbalances. There's probably some thyroid, you know, things going on with that as well. And I'm, you know, far from optimal. But I feel my absolute best when I am eating very controlled, you know, calories per meal type of deal. Uh, very, you know, small amounts until I'm satiated, which by the way, is the big secret. So not to go down a rabbit hole, but you know, the carnivore, keto world in particular, the idea is you're kind of doing this intermittent fasting by default, by eating amounts of food high in fat that are calorically dense, satiating food so that when you're full, you don't eat anymore. And then you don't have to eat until you're like hungry. Uh, so I always call it the dirty little secret because let's just face it—that's that's the goal. There is to consume less calories of quality calories and go longer times fasting, sort of just mim- mimicking hunter-gatherers and doing you know what's you know ancestrally appropriate, which is to uh, eat to live and not live to eat. Which in today's culture, we really do live to eat. Now a lot of people will talk about the psychology where we spend all this time thinking about our next meal, <laughs> but guess what? That's totally evolutionarily appropriate. To be thinking about your next meal, so that's okay. Culturally, what we do to uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for—commune and 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 be part of a community and bond with one another—is to uh, um, uh, Jesus to congregate around mealtime. That's what we do, so that's fine, guys. Don't let anyone like brainwash you into like thinking that like that's somehow not healthy. But what I want to say about this, about the whole incorporating carbs back in, which did kind of fix my ketogenic sensitivity, you know, type of problems where I was, you know, cold hands, cold feet. Yeah, I was really lean. But again, I was kind of like, you know, pissing dust there and having a little hard time in the bathroom. Uh in terms of, you know, again, that that output and that 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 you know uh, I don't know, urge or pressure things that were kind of getting screwed up down there a little bit that and I was just discussing this half the, the video the motivation for this video I was just discussing this with the physician assistant the other day uh, we're talking about electrolyte depletion we're talking about uh, sodium following water following glucose that big relation of you know retaining water that's why a lot of people who do ketogenic eating and really low carb eating uh, can actually be you know very lean and they're not holding on to this excess water and salt in the body so I was a byproduct of that but yes was I a little puffier? uh, by eating, you know, a certain amount of carbohydrates. Well, yeah, from, I mean, like the ridiculously ripped, you know, Brad Pitt fight club, Brad Pitt snatch, you know, body that I had in like 2019, the beginning of 2020. Yeah. I was, uh, uh really lean and then got a little bit puffier by incorporating carbs, but here's really what I want to end this video with. I now in 2022, I'm eating much more ketogenic again, and I feel the best I've felt in quite some time. And if you've watched any of my material, it is because yes, in September with the second stick stick, I really did not do well. I have barely recovered from those the lethargy and the just the absolute fatigue, almost saying the same thing there, and really not feeling good. And yes, my heart rate, my resting heart rate now is like 80. It hasn't been that bad since like, the end of chiropractic school in like 2019, you know, when I was already, uh, sorry, no, that would have been 2018 in the very beginning, like January 2018, I believe is when I went out and started the ketogenic diet. Yeah. So we're talking 19, 20, 21 and the beginning of 22 here. So we're between like four, four and a half years from like, you know, Christmas time just before that new year that I just referenced in 18 that I started eating keto. And... Uh, you know, there, this is why I don't go down rabbit holes. Cause I lose my train of thought, my lose my train of thought, but again, incorporating carbohydrates and now I'm eating cleaner again. And, uh, I feel the best I felt in a while. And now within like maybe two weeks time, I'm going to make an updated video to see if I can get my resting heart rate back down to the sixties. Cause I've been running every morning, uh, getting up earlier, uh, been able to stay awake, I'm sorry, stay awake later with no blood sugar fluctuations. Again, this is all diet related. My inflammation is down. I'm feeling good. And and really the key is I have been able now to not kind of give into the cravings once I have carbohydrates. So you see the problem when you're so sensitive, but really insulin resistant to carbohydrates and to kind of have that kind of borderline, you know, diabetic pre-diabetic disposition that somebody like me, who's really struggled with those types of symptoms for a very long time. I mean, since I was probably 16, 18 years old really struggling with these symptoms and, and have had many you know, episodes of various you know, health related conditions that have all been fixed, all of them by incorporating a better low carbohydrate diet, my experience again. And it's really because of the addictive nature of the carbohydrates of the sugar the sweetness of these carbohydrate enriched foods for the most part. Obviously we're, we're not talking about grains, but that's a whole other story. Cause like when I do, you know, grain free is when I can tell you in, indefinitely, like, so even if I'm eating some more carbohydrates, but cut out all the grains, no inflammation, no wrist pain, no finger pain, no shoulder pain, no pimples, you know what I mean? Actual, like really feeling my best. So it's kind of like, it boils down to discipline. It boils down to having self control and actually knowing what is and what isn't good for you based on trial and error, elimination diets, things of this nature. And and, and really to to kind of be, you know, that very, you know, the self accountable. Uh, You're probably going to need an accountability buddy, okay, Uh, you know, as well, because it is so easy. Like the addictive nature of these foods, it's so serious that, I mean, just having a little bit of honey. You know, takes me down that slippery slope. Maybe I want a little like a oatmeal, natural, whatever, no palm oil, coffee infused pecan. You know, little cookie cake thing. No matter how small it is, that is that gateway a uh, uh, drug of choice in terms of carbohydrates, and going down that road of like I can lose myself and did from you know even during the time i went on my run streak from like june through september whatever it was going down you know that road that rabbit hole you know it's me and jen were like traveling a little bit at that time and you know we were eating whatever we wanted drinking whatever we wanted that kind of thing and like yeah, she's healthy she doesn't respond to uh fluctuate blood sugar fluctuations and hormonal imbalance uh hormonal imbalances realistically you know maybe some thyroid uh issues hypothal- hypothalamic uh issues you know there's a lot that goes into why people will struggle, not just with diet, but their health as why the diet is so important to be able to heal you. Now, I've gone on for a while in this video, and I, and I really hope all of it was relevant. I know I you know, blabbered on a little in a little rabbit wholeness, but I mean, I can't tell you how rewarding eating a ketogenic lifestyle has been for me over the last now four to five years. Uh, I, I, I do. I encourage people who, who resonate with the symptoms that I have just put out there, right? I, so, you know, everything about all the, the, the kind of symptoms that I've dealt with. I mean, outside of back pain in my life, the only thing that's ever really been a problem has been this, you know, ureter bladder type of thing. Uh, used to have the irritable bowel, all the sensitivities, things we've just talked about. And ketogenic eating has pretty much eliminated all of that. But then, without any carbohydrates, if i continue to allow carbohydrates to be vilified i may have gotten even more i'm not going to say even more sick but a particular area where electrolytes sodium glucose uh, uh, glucose not electrolyte but potassium magnesium these types of things that are uh needed to have to maybe eliminate some of the symptoms i was dealing with they needed to be back into the diet which is why Uh, If you do listen out there to Carnivore MD or Paul Saladino, this whole idea of animal base with fruit and honey is a fantastic idea. The problem that I found was that certain fruits and honey have really started to instigate my metabolism. And with maybe a lack of self-control, that gateway would open up for me to kind of abuse it rather than really utilizing carbohydrates when I need it. But I think that too often keto... Is, is the one ketogenic eating long-term is being vilified and how it can't be done or it's not sustainable long-term. And there is uh, other, other areas to suggest or address, which is the uh, physiologic insulin resistance that may happen through the elimination of all those carbohydrates or high amounts of protein, which nobody really needs that much protein unless you're a bodybuilder long-term. And yes, as we age, we wanna make sure we get adequate protein and we wanna make sure we're doing some resistance training so we don't fall and break a hip. I'm putting that disclaimer out there as well. But you know, really, we gotta find out where we're gonna get our fuel from fuel from. Is it gonna be fat or is it gonna be carbohydrate? I want you to think about that. There's plenty of other material out there that addresses this, but I'm just saying, think about that. Is fat or is carbohydrate? You know, amino acids, protein, building blocks, all that. Couldn't get a fuel source out of the residual protein, but it's not readily available the way the other two are. And, you know, keto has been great for me. Uh, I have not found the detriment of eating it long-term. If anything, I found a detriment of kind of going in and out it, in and out of it and, and, and treating myself to things like apples or bananas or too much honey or having dessert or oatmeal, uh, you know, things that I'm, I'm really sensitive to in a, in a negative way, uh, and have impacted my life in more of a negative way than a positive way. To where I, you know, kind of coined this thing a while back where I said, optimally limiting. And it's not a bad thing if that's you, because it's me. And being optimally limiting has been the thing that has allowed me to feel my best over the last four to five years again. And I'm gonna I'm sticking to it and I'm gonna ride this thing out for the next, you know, six months. Who the fuck knows? I don't wanna know why I just said that six months. I mean I don't plan on having any desserts anytime soon. I don't plan on having honey anytime soon. And I don't plan on you know breaking the cycle of what I've been doing recently, which again is incorporating lots of vegetables, oils, butters, nuts, seeds, ones that don't make me break out. Um, you know, eggs, beef, uh, things like that. You all know I'm not a fan of chicken, if you didn't, but I'm not. And uh, I've been talking way too long. It's Super Bowl Sunday. I've got a billion errands to run. And uh, again, reflection, just sharing my honest open video. I've had obviously more energy than I've had in the last you know, few weeks to be able to make these videos because the diet is back on track. And this one's not temporary. I'm putting this out there because this is not temporary. I really, am, I'm kind of like, I gave in too much to people saying, you know, about balance, balance, balance. But that balance can be a slippery slope to a place that somebody who has health benefits uh, health benefits, uh, 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 health risks like myself just can't, I can't. And I'm not going to put myself through that and I'll, and I'll know what symptoms to look out for moving forward as should you. And I hope this video helped and provided some insight as to why ketogenic eating long-term ketogenic long-term is, uh, um, it's a viable option. Okay. I'm out of here guys till next time. Dr. Perlman.